What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is episode 76 of the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to a couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money living that travel lifestyle. We are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a travel lifestyle, get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other, and listen how others are struggling and thriving in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. In this episode, we're joined by Marco and Erica of Mochila Monkeys. They are a German and Ecuadorian travel couple who are documenting their travels online, on their Instagram channel, and on their travel blog. We talk with them about traveling Cuba, relationship advice when on the road, and the importance of starting a blog if you're a travel Instagrammer. So without further ado, here's our interview with Marco and Erica. Today we are joined by Marco and Erica of Mochila Monkeys. They are a German and Ecuadorian couple who travel with their mochilas around the world while documenting their journey online. You can follow them online at mochilamonkeys.com. That's M-O-C-H-I-L-A monkeys.com. Hello, Marco and Erica, and welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Thank you very much for inviting us. Thanks so much for joining us here. Guys, I just want to get to know a little bit more about the two of you and kind of where your backgrounds are coming from. Can you just give our audience a little bit of a rundown about uh, the two of you and maybe how you met? So I'm from Ecuador, America, and I met Marco eight years ago here in Ecuador. He was traveling through South America. And yes, we meet in the middle of the world. And after that, we just find that uh, our passion is to travel. And yes, that's how we meet. Yeah, the thing is, like, I was traveling from Mexico all the way. Um, my plan was to go on to Argentina or Brazil, but I got st- stuck in Ecuador when I met Erica. So, um, yeah, she's she's the, the reason I didn't see Argentina and Brazil, <laughs> but at least they have a nice wife right now. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a great story. And, uh, Marco, what made you want to travel South America? Um, yeah, so I was, I was like doing some research. I had a friend who was here, so I saw his like Facebook. At that time, Facebook was the big thing, not right, not, not as right now. And then I checked his photos and his videos and I thought, well, it's pretty cool. And then I made some research about the cost of traveling in South America, backpacking, everything. And I saw, okay, maybe I can, I can afford it. So I just, Quit my job. I wasn't happy with that and just went to Mexico, one way flight and then made my way down. Amazing. And then Erica, were you were you also interested in travel? Is this something that you the two of you bonded over right away? Yes, at the beginning it was a little bit uh, confused, I should be honest. But after a while, I I think, yes, um, definitely. I was totally um, agree with Marco to travel the world. And now I love it. I <laughs> I think I talked about the decision ever. Awesome, awesome. And I want to talk to you too about, you know, your travels, where you two have been together. But before we get into that, I like to ask a simple two-word question to all the guests that come on our show. It's a simple question, but for so many couples, it has such a complex response. And that is, why travel? For us, it's like the mix of freedom um, deciding where we want to be, where we want to go, how long we want to stay at different places, and exp- experiencing cultures we never experienced before, and seeing places um, 
we would just imagine our dreams before we started to our trip right now. Where were the two of you last? Where are you right now? And then where are you going to travel to next? Uh, okay, a few, weeks, a few weeks ago, we were in Cuba for two weeks. And now we're visiting my family here in Ecuador for two weeks more. And after that, we're planning to go to Australia for work and travel. And yeah, that's the plans for now. Amazing. Did, did you guys love Cuba? How, how was your trip to Cuba? Cuba is amazing. It's like yes. you're back in time because of all these old timers. Um, but in the same time, it's a bit difficult when you're like blogging and do Instagram because of the in- limited Internet access, um, which makes makes it a bit more challenging. But the Cuban people are super nice. Um, the country is beautiful. So we had a really good time there. Yeah, for sure. Where did you guys stay when you were in Cuba? Uh, so we went to Havana, went to uh, Vinales, we went to Trinidad, Paradero, Paradero. Um, and mostly we stayed in like Casa Particulares, it's like um, basically Airbnb in Cuba, and it's really nice because you can experience like the Cuban culture there, you can support the people because the salary is pretty low, so they have some nice extra income when they rent out their rooms and stuff, so yeah, that was our, our stay in Cuba. And was it fairly easy to to book your accommodation there and uh, to communicate with them about what, what when you'd be arriving and everything? Uh, yeah, it was pretty easy because we speak uh, fluent Spanish. And uh, yeah, the people are really uh, nice. And um, yeah, we didn't have any problem as we thought because we read many blogs about it. At, and when we were there, I we were surprised because the people were really kind and we uh, they were really friendly. So we had a great time there. And they're also like really responsive on on Airbnb, for example. We didn't imagine that because like when you're in Cuba and you want to have internet, you have to go to designated Wi-Fi spots, like mostly some parks. Um, but they replied really fast and everything. So yeah, it works really well over there. Amazing. So basically, yeah, because I can see with the limited Wi-Fi, it's really difficult to try to check in somewhere. I know when we've got like a string of Airbnbs booked, it's and we're traveling. It's so easy to hop on your on your phone and let them know like this is when we're going to be arriving. But I can definitely see in Cuba it'd be a little bit more difficult. But since they're replying so fast, I guess it was nice and smooth for the two of you. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah. With travel comes so many different types of experiences together. Uh, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. I want to get into some of these with the two of you from your travels, starting with what has been the most rewarding travel experience together or that experience that really just blew you away and made you fall in love with travel and traveling with each other. It was definitely our volunteer in Kenya. Uh, we were there for uh, more than one week and we uh, had the opportunity to share time with the kids there in one orphanage. And it was definitely the best experience ever because we learned a lot. We had contact with them. And um, yes, we realized what we have and we're really thankful now because um, uh, because uh, they teach us so much. And now we really want to come back there and visit them and just to see what's going on there because we really love the kids there. And I think that's something that we will never forget. And the same time, it was also pretty sad. Um, yeah, because the kids, like the whole environment where you're living is not the perfect one. It's like in a slum. And um, it's not all of them are orphans. Like some of them even have a family, but the family can't afford like the cost of living for the kids. So they put the kid in the orphanage. 
So it's like pretty sad situation over there. For sure. And I always love to hear stories about when, you know, when you're traveling, also taking the time to, to give back and to volunteer in the local community is such a, it's such a great way to kind of immerse yourself in the culture and to learn more about the people than you would if you were just visiting the, the famous attractions and everything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Now, what has been your most awkward, your most hilarious, or your most, uh, you know, that experience that just made you laugh a little or, or something like that? Do you have something like that you'd want to share with us? Yeah, well, that definitely happened to me. Um, so we were in Vietnam in Ho Chi Minh City, and in the financial district, there's like this huge tower where you have a beautiful view over the city. And, um, well, we wanted to enter the tower. And I didn't realize around the tower is this water basin, but the water was really flat. So you could barely see it if you didn't look close at it. So I stepped in the water, I slipped and I fell in it. Um, and a bunch of people saw it and they just laughed at me because there was a cafe na- nearby and everything. Uh, luckily, I just had our backup camera in our hand. So that got wet a bit, but uh, it recovered. And yeah, that was quite embarrassing and quite strange situation, to be honest. Absolutely, absolutely. That must have been. So, did the backup camera get? Did it get ruined, or do you still have that one? Uh, we put it in rice, and it got fine. Um, but then a couple of months after, it got damaged. So it's like, <laughs> it seems like it's our beta camera. So we we maybe have to be a bit more careful about the with the yeah. backup camera. Gotcha, gotcha. Now turning this into one last direction here. Do you guys have? Uh, because travel, you know, it's not always fun and and happy moments all the time there are times in travel that are bad that are kind of a a letdown do you guys have a a really bad or the worst travel experience that you'd want to share um yes we have some of them but i think the worst is uh, in in india because we have belly deli we have a food poison um yes and we went i think one week in the in bed because it was too bad. But yes, sometimes happen, you know. Yes, after that, well, we 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 feel like weather and everything was okay. But that moment was a little bit sad. I, I think the worst was that both of us got it. So um, normally, when there's like just one person, the other one can take care about the other one. But both had it. We were like the whole time in the bed. We had fever and everything, and it was more than a week. So it was like. Yeah, I think the worst situation we had, to be honest. Now, did you guys trace it back and, and figure out what may have caused the the, uh, the food poisoning? Well, that's a strange thing because we went well, we went to a restaurant which was a bit touristy, so it normally it's normally clean there. But we ate two different dishes, so I don't know why we both got it. But maybe the overall the kitchen um, appearance or the the hygiene over there wasn't that good. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the best tip is to be vegetarian in India because we both ate meat and we are pretty sure it was that. So Yeah, so if anybody goes to India, stick to vegetarian food and don't eat meat or fish. That's good advice. And when you guys were both sick, I know you said, you know, if one of you sick, one's not, the other can take care of the other person. But when you're both sick, it's really difficult. Were you guys, did you guys have a plan to stay in uh, in New Delhi or did, were you supposed to move at any point or did, was it like, you know, that perfect time where you guys could just basically stay there? Uh, I guess what I'm saying is if you're sick and you have to move to the next location, the next city, because you guys have plans to do that, it's a little bit difficult. Did you guys have that happen? 
Um, that happened in Varanasi. It was our last stop, so we got sick uh, the week where we arrived to Nepal. So we arrived to Nepal and we just lied on the bed and <laughs> didn't do anything. And the owner of the hotel helped us a lot and everything. So it was the last days. I think the good thing is when you're like traveling long time, um, you're not really, you don't have to stick to any kind of uh, schedule, mostly. Uh, so you have some buffer days. So that was fine. It was not nice to stay a week there because, well, there was nothing to do and it was not the, the guest house was okay, but it was a bit boring. Um, but time-wise, it was fine. We could cover it. So it was, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's definitely a, a good thing about, you know, traveling long term. If you don't, if you don't have a plan to stick to when you get sick, you can kind of work, work around it for sure. Cause it's never fun hopping on a flight or getting on a train when you're sick. Yeah, that's, that's for that's sure, so yeah. <laughs> now, the reason why I ask you guys about all these different experiences that you ha- you've had together is to get a sense to know, like, what you guys have been through as a couple, because travel really affects your relationship uh, in, in so many different ways. So I want to ask the two of you, how do you feel traveling has affected your relationship together, and in what aspects have it has it affected your relationship? So I think um, it brings us more together, like... And it also is like, it's a great test for, for a relationship because when you're together like 24 seven, that's not always easy. Um, and I think some couples may can't handle that because like you maybe some get on each other's nerves and stuff like that. But on the same time, because, um, yeah, you spend so much time together, you, you see, you see sides of the other person, which you maybe never, never realized before, which brings people together. Now, have you two basically been traveling throughout your whole relationship together? Or after you met, how did that, how did your relationship kind of progress before getting married and everything? Um, so I, I stayed in Ecuador for a while, um, when I met her, um, until my visa ran out. And then I hopped to Peru and Bolivia to see these two countries for a couple of weeks. And I went back to, to Ecuador. And then, um, she came with me for, with a tourist visa to Germany to travel around Europe a bit. Um, and during that time, we thought about, okay, what's the next step? How are we going to live our life together, like in Ecuador or in Germany or whatever? And then we decided, okay, maybe for the first, the, the plan was for the first month to live in Germany. So we found an au pair um, job there for her in, in Germany. And during that, she worked as a one year as an au pair. And after the year we got married and she found a, like a regular normal job in her field as a graphic designer in Germany. So we, we stayed, I think about five years. Yes, almost five years. Almost five years together in Germany. We worked like a lot. And even before this trip, we worked like seven weeks, seven days a week, um, just to save our money. And until the moment we said, okay, now it's enough. Let's go traveling. Awesome. That's such a like an interesting progression. Uh, myself and Natalie are kind of in the same same situation where we met in Korea, and then now we're back in Canada, kind of saving up our money for our next big trip and everything. So kind of a, a similar situation for sure. And uh, what made you guys, you know, were you when you were saving up for this trip, was it always your plan to go on a, a really long term trip? Was this always what you guys were saving up for? Yes, that was our goal. Would keep us like working every day and don't every day, you know, like waking up and thinking, yeah, let's <laughs> let's do it because we have a big plans. We thought it was just one year, but after a while, we love it, and now it's yeah, now it's almost almost two years, years, I guess, yeah. 
Incredible, incredible. And is there, is this like a continued goal? Is this what you guys like? Uh, you'll you'll continue to travel together? I think yes, yes and no. Like, like the thing is with traveling, traveling is awesome. Like it's great, but after a while, it can be a bit tiring. Like to have some kind of base where you can go for a couple of weeks or something to to have a rest would be would be great. And um, yeah, we have to see. Like we have many different plans like one is like to open my own business in ecuador uh, some... also with travel we went to like uh buy a van and go through south america so we have a kind of mixed feelings <laughs> and mm. yes we just have to figure out how and when and i think it will it will work i could draw so many similarities uh comparing yours to our situation as well we've we've thought about you know having a home base because we feel it's so important to have you know somewhere that you can call home because traveling can get really exhausting and we've also thought about renting a van and going across canada as well so i'm drawing so many similarities between the two of you for sure so how about when planning a trip because there's so many things that go into planning a trip you know booking the accommodation booking the flights and i know you've talked earlier about long-term travel and how you you have that flexibility built in there but when you do have to plan something how do you guys split that up do you guys have you know certain tasks that you split up between one another or who takes care of what uh, well i should be honest most of the time is marco because he has a lot of experience uh, because he did it like when you're in south america but i really love to take care about the places where we are going like i have to choose in pinterest i have to go like uh, i don't know get some inspiration in instagram or internet and yes, we decide after together, but Marco is uh, taking care about um, tickets, for example, the road and uh, many contact with hotels and everything. Yeah, so so she's like planning the single spots we visit in one country. I do like the rest. But unfortunately, I'm sometimes an over plan or like, for example, when it's about accommodation, I we have a certain kind of budget. But I can spend honestly like hours like finding the best accommodation in the next in the next city, because like yeah, I try to find the best place to stay. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and you know you two have been to so many different countries, so many different continents, and I just want to ask the two of you what has been the the destination that has really stuck out in your mind as one of your favorites or a destination that you would recommend to somebody else with similar interests to, uh, that you guys have oh it would be definitely the Philippines yeah the Philippines it's such a beautiful country um, like we saw the the best beaches there we saw the most stunning waterfalls the islands you can do snorkeling diving um surfing uh, yeah many activities and if you love the beach i think it's a great place and the locals are awesome because in some countries when the locals approach you on the street it's because they want to sell you something but in the philippines it's mostly because the people really want to get to know you and yeah so we really had a great time there but the question is hard because we have many countries, for example, Sri Lanka also, but I think the Philippines could uh, really recommend it. Do you guys have any more advice that you would recommend, or sorry, any more advice for, you know, couples that maybe haven't really traveled together before and they want to go out on their first trip together? Do you have any advice for that type of couple? Um, so my advice would be because you're 24-7 together, give each other some space where they have like time for their own. Um, for us, for example, that's really necessary. We have some, some hours a day, certain amounts of hours a day. We really need to, we don't talk with each other. We just do our own thing. 
Um, I think that's really important. Yes. So, for example, when we go to the restaurant, sometimes we do speak with each other, and that's <laughs> looks a little bit weird because we are a couple, but uh, the people don't know that we see each other uh, every day. So we just take a break and we just uh, do our stuff. So I think it's also nice to have a break for us. Yeah, it's like when we are mm -hmm. like it's mostly when you at restaurants we when they have Wi-Fi we're like doing Instagram or something, but with everybody with his, his phone. And yeah, maybe for some people it looks so strange, but for us it's normal because we spend so much time together. So it's like just a small break. Absolutely. And especially when you guys are doing so many, so many things together, you know, traveling and working together and all this stuff that you're doing. Uh, it's not something that you would really think of that, you know, you need, to, you know, your own time, your own personal time. But when you get out on the, out on the road together, you definitely notice that, you know what, you need that like space between each other, uh, for your own personal time to just give yourself, you know, refresh yourself almost. So true, yeah. Now, I want to talk to you guys about everything that you've got going on online over there with Mochila Monkeys and everything that you're doing with it. And starting with, where did the name come from? And can you tell us a little bit about what the name means? So, uh, Mochila is a small backpack in German, uh, in, in Spanish. And um, for us, it represents, like, traveling. And um, then we thought about, okay, what else could we mix to it? So, we decided let's mix... A name which, like, and then monkeys somehow fit to the mochila. It's like it's a fluent word, you know, mochila monkeys. So we thought, okay, we can. There's a good, good name to come to come up with. Now we've gone through your timeline a little bit together, how you two met, and uh, your progression towards this big trip that you that you went on. Where does the beginning of this, of how this this came to be, mochila monkeys? Where does this fit in the timeline? I remember, yeah, it was in Morocco, but oh, 2000, 2015, I guess, or 16. I think 2015 or 16, we we uh, met this couple who traveled around the world, and I said, hey, um, we do Instagram or we do social media, so maybe when you have the plan to travel as well, maybe that's, that's an idea for you. So during that time, we opened the account, um, but we did more or less nothing with it. So we liked, we just... We had an Instagram account, we had maybe five five posts, and then we just let it lay there, and then we revived it when we started to our trip two years ago. And then where did it where did it go from there? I mean, did you so it started with the Instagram account? What made you want to, you know, revive it and really uh, you know, go ahead with it? Well, first we wanted to like just share our story like First, it was like for family and friends that they can get updated where we are, what we're doing and stuff like that. And then we took it seriously, I think, last year in India because uh, we just tried some collaborations with them. And then we got all of them. So we, <laughs> we really saw like how useful is Instagram. And then we started like to take it seriously with a blog and everything. So it started with an Instagram. Did the blog come next? Uh, yes. So we started first Instagram, then the blog. And it's still, unfortunately, a priority. Like we have more a higher priority currently in Instagram than on the blog, but we're gonna change that soon. We have to like shift our time and uh, how do we call it? Don't lay all the eggs in one basket. Yes, and I, I you hear that so much when uh, you know it comes to 
kind of what platform do you focus on or do you like branch out to which brings me to my next question why why start a blog you know your instagram's doing really well so what what made you guys kind of decide to you know what we need to start a blog and and then now like you said kind of put a little bit more focus on the blog well before it was like because um businesses may see influences more serious when they have like a blog as well um but we realized now because with the verse algorithm and instagram that every product has its life cycle you see as facebook like facebook was like big run of some years ago but now in germany like my mother and my grandmother are using them and we maybe uh, have a look like once a week or once a month um and that could happen to instagram as well so the thing is like when we you spend all the time on Instagram and all the effort and everything and on nothing else, and then maybe that platform will break down, what are you going to do? Then you have nothing, you know? And so that's why we decided to open a blog as well. So we have like a backup plan or something as a site, site plan more or less. You know, talking to you about uh, your Instagram and how it, how it relates to the blog and uh, do you guys feel you get, you know, some some of your followers from Instagram also following along with your blog? Do you feel that there's that crossover in audience as well? Yeah, yeah, we we do. Like when we when you check Google Analytics, you can see like when it's from uh, social media, it's mostly our Instagram account. Um, so yeah, we think it's a good way to to do promotion of your blog. So uh, going off that question, if there is a couple out there that, you know, they they want to start this travel lifestyle, and like I talked about before, you know, a couple that hasn't really gone out traveling together, maybe they want to start documenting their travels, they want to kind of follow in this, uh, in, in the footsteps of kind of documenting their travels online. How would you recommend them to go about it? If they only have, you know, a little bit of time to focus on one thing, would you recommend them maybe starting with an Instagram like you guys did or start with a blog? I think they should do both. Like split their work. One is doing Instagram, one is doing the blog. And then that could be fine. The issue of what we have, because we actually have two Instagram accounts, like I take care about our travel couple account. Erica has her own one. And then we have the blog as well. So that's a bit too much work, to be honest, for two people. Um, but when you have like one Instagram account, one blog, I think that's going to be fine if like two people are doing that. Absolutely. And, and especially since you're a travel couple, you know, you're already that one extra person ahead as opposed to if you were a solo traveler, right? And you can, you know, work together to kind of split up the tasks, which brings me to another question for the two of you. How do you two split up the tasks? Because there's so much that goes into, you know, even having a blog, but let alone having an Instagram, having two Instagram accounts and keeping up to date with all of this. And especially where you're traveling to next and planning your, your travels. How do you guys split the, this portion of your, you know, documenting online? Up? Um, so yeah, so what, what is your, your task? <laughs> well, I take care about the photography and editing and also the social media, my account, of course. And yeah, I help Marco also with Mochilla Monkeys. But Marco is doing the blog. He's writing and he's also answering the emails. So we, uh, yeah, we share the tasks. Yeah, so I take blog and uh, Mochilla Monkey's Instagram account. Um, editing, I have no idea about editing, so that's all Erika's job, more or less. And uh, photography is like, she has all the creative ideas, and when it's about setting up the camera and the camera settings, that's more my job. <laughs> 
Awesome, awesome. So, do you guys have any more advice? Or, uh, I'll, I'll ask you the question like this. If there is one thing you wish you'd known before starting this lifestyle, in, you know, this travel lifestyle where you're documenting your travels online, if there's one thing you wish you'd known that you know now, what would that be if you were just starting this trip? Maybe it could be uh, um, to know more about photography because uh, when we start, we did really bad <laughs> pictures. And I think we will know it more before. It will be like really helpful to we could create better content and everything because we saw pictures from two years ago and it was definitely really bad <laughs> pictures. It's because we didn't know about it, but now we know a little bit more and it could be really useful if you take a course, a photography course or something like it can help you to create content. And I think really like overall, like before embarking on a trip or starting all this content and everything, content creation, blog posts and stuff, um, get some knowledge. Like when I started a blog, I had no idea there is SEO or something like that, you know. So I had to like rework on all the past blog posts that they fit on in SEO and stuff like that. So if I would have known it before, I could have saved a lot of time. Absolutely. And it's such great advice. And, you know, just taking the time to kind of, you know, gain some knowledge, learn a little bit before you kind of start to put this major effort in towards this, especially when you're traveling and you have such limited time to, you know, make the memories together as a travel couple while you're traveling and to also focus on what you're doing online. You want to kind of make the most of what you're what you're putting out there and what content you're making. Do you guys have any advice about where people can go to learn a little bit more of, about the things that you guys just mentioned? Um, I think overall, like, we are in the lucky position that we have the internet and there's so much knowledge out there for free or maybe paid, whatever the people is looking for. Just Google for it. Look on YouTube. Uh, check out blog posts. There's so much information. Like, you can learn everything. You don't have to, like, even leave your your bed or something. Just a computer or your hand in a mobile phone and you have all the information necessary incredible incredible and thank you so much guys and there you have it marco and erica sharing their travel stories with you today on the to the nation's worldwide travel couple podcast i want to say a very special thank you to our guests thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and joining us here thank you really much mike Mike. it was great i just want to give you to the floor let our audience know where they can find out more about you where they can reach out to you and whatever you want to leave them with all right. So if you want to check out us and check us out on Instagram, uh, look up for Mochilla Monkeys or Latin Dot Spirits, like our two Instagram accounts. If you want to have a look at our blog, it's uh, mochillamonkeys.com. And yeah, drop us a message. We love to reply on all the DMs, all the messages, and maybe can connect. Who knows? Thank you to all of our listeners out there, to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for having you listen to today's episode. Visit us at travelcouplepodcast.com slash 76. That's this episode, episode number 76's show notes page. Learn more about everything that Marco and Erica have got going on over there at Mochila Monkeys. And leave a comment on the page. Let us know about your travels to Cuba or as a travel couple or your thoughts on this episode. If you'd be so kind, please subscribe to the podcast 
leave a review. It really helps us get this podcast out there and into other people's ears. Thank you so much if you've already left a review. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie. Hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.